Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by P.J. Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Today's episode is part of the series, Better Project Outcomes, brought to you by Strategic Executive Consulting. This is an ongoing series of episodes from the Building PA Podcast, brought to you by P.J. Dick. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am your co-host, John O'Brien, from the Keystone Contractors Association. And guess what? I'm checking in from the Quandel Studio right here in central Pennsylvania. Joined, as always, by fellow co-host Chris Martin. Hello, Chris. Hey, good day, John. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm sitting at, you know, listening to a radio station from like a Pirates game or a Phillies game. That's the excitement that I have. This is great. (laughs) I like that intro, man. This is good. Uh, Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. This is uh, Chris Martin, and I am uh, with Atlas Marketing. And I, like John, uh, am coming from the Stalwart Insurance Group studio uh, here in downtown Sewickley. And uh, you can find Stalwart Insurance Group on the web at stalwartinsurance.com or and visit Atlas Marketing at atlasstories.com as well. So um, now that we're even more pumped up because of that little additional intro. I'm ready for this. <laughs> we're ready, man. Yeah. What do we got today in our... It's series times, brother. You ready for yeah. another part of the series? Here we go, man. I like that. This is an... This is a... I mean, I know I say this all the time. It's an interesting topic, but... I learned something new just as we were preparing for this. So, how, how bad is the guest going to feel in the future when you say this is not an interesting topic? I, I'm, I'm waiting for that interview. When's that interview going to happen? <laughs> we were setting our bar real high. Boy, this yeah. is a really boring topic, guys. <laughs> uh, the voice you just heard there—that was Bob Dresser from Strategic Executive Consulting. How are we doing today, Bob? Fantastic, guys. Good to see you. Good awesome. to see you. Yeah. And, and now that we've set the bar so high. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Uh-oh. talk about this interesting stuff now. How's that set? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. We got rid of all the boring stuff. Now let's talk about the, the real real exciting stuff. So yeah, let's, let's talk some better project outcomes. This is another segment in that, in that series. And today we're talking about, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, and my wife says I'm wrong every day, so I might I might butcher this. We're talking about improving productivity and workplace planning. That's Did correct. I, oh, yeah. All right. Ding, ding, I'm ding, looking ding. forward to sharing this with your audience. <laughs> all right. Make sure Melanie knows that you just did something right, you know. I'm gonna, this day in history. Yes, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can, can I just start off with a real quick question? Sure. Bob, help us understand exactly what workface planning is. Sure. Uh, so we're we're going to start at the end, if that makes sense. That'll hey, keep it driver. lively. <laughs> <laughs> so workface planning, it, the end result of it is having uh, work packages which enable a foreman and his crew for approximately one week's worth of work. You know, give or take, depending on the scope. Um, so the end product, which we get to, the foreman will have uh, all the directions, uh, not like IKEA, <laughs> but but more like but more like uh, written step by step instructions 
the all the drawings that are IFC without a bunch of clouds in the drawings. Um, they'll have all the materials and tools. They'll have all the proper PPE. Uh, may, it may be special PPE. They will have everything in hand so that when the foreman and their crew get to the work face, um, you know, if you're a pipe fitter, uh, let me use another example. If, if you're going to pour concrete that day and you have a crew of laborers and, and finishers and whatnot, you know, they will have everything they need. Um, the forms will be all up and ready and, and quality checked and the rebar will be all done. And they will have all the equipment and all the materials um, they need to perform efficiently and more effectively than if you didn't have your work packages. Okay, yeah. so that that's the end result. So work-face planning has been around for about 15 to 16 years in other industries and other geographies. You can Google it, um, look it up, and, and there's a tremendous amount of resources out there, uh, which is very helpful. Um, it all started back then when, when we started losing a lot of knowledge and skilled people at the superintendent general foreman level you know back in the day those guys were really good they had a little notebook book in their shirt pocket and yeah. in essence they were doing work face planning but you know they just rip off a piece of paper and say hey joe we need this next week can you go get it and make sure it's ready to ready to use um well a lot of that talent as we all know with our labor shortages has left so introduced was this work face planning um, to enable um, not only the crews to be more productive, thus you should need less people, um, but enable the uh, frontline supervision on any project um, to be much more effective. And um, it's a really a tool to enable them to be successful. Mm -hmm. and more successful than they would be without it. So probably, I'm going to guess, maybe 10 years ago or so. Um, 10 years ago, you kept hearing about lean construction, and lean was coming on the scene, and everyone was talking, and every conference had seminars on it. And I went to job sites that you know practiced lean principles, and I kept hearing about the look-ahead. They called it the look-ahead, and it sounds like this is like a look-ahead process. They would have all the different trade contractors seated at the weekly meeting and the superintendent would kind of go around the room. What do you got this week? What do you got next week? It sounds like a, a similar process, just a different well, name here. Well, no, no, it, 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 it's much more advanced than that. And actually um, there's another name that's thrown around right now over the last probably eight years or so called advanced work packaging. Um, same stuff, but we start, the best practice starts during design or during engineering. Okay, and it starts with engineering work packages, and those are usually geographic. So if you're building a hospital, the design team, and hopefully they have a, a knowledgeable construction person with the design team, would carve out engineering work packages at a very large scale. We're talking geographic packages, say the second floor of the west wing of the hospital, and they would start stitching together the timeline 
which obviously helps schedules mm-hmm. um, at that stage of the game. Um, and they would start working as the design goes. And by the way, at this at this stage, this is all automated these days. So as the, as it tight, there's uh, some really good companies and some really good softwares out there that build the engineering. And we're going to get into construction work packages next, and then field installation work packages last. So at the design time. Uh, during design, you just have the software and you're using some sort of CAD or whatever for designing any software it links into. Um, you can just identify the sequence of work, which helps you know your procurement process as far as sequencing your procurement activities. Um, at that time, um, there might be some site-wide safety uh, risks that are identified and could get logged in and how to mediate them, et cetera. And then you jump into the construction engineering work packages, which also happens in the design house or the engineering house. And that's where construction people do come in and they actually uh, will break it down into mid-sized chunks, the work and the constructor. And that's where the estimating starts happening um, for construction. Uh, And this could be, you know, a year before mobilization. I don't know, but it depends on the project, obviously, but it's well ahead of construction. And ideally, also in the engineering office, when you're getting close to mobilizing, you bring in the the key supervision uh, into the design house and you start building your field installation work packages so that when they get to the site, and it might just be installation work packages for mobilization. It might be getting the site ready. Um, it could could be anything uh, early on. And ideally, you'd like to have, to say you have a, a year-long project in the field. Ideally, you'd like to have about three months worth of backlog so that when the crews get to site, they know exactly what they need and they have what they need, actually, and that they have the drawings, the, the design team is pressured, and that's a good thing into having everything IFC ready to go. And, uh, you know, they have all the right tools, not too many of them and not too few. They know their crew sizes in advance. Um, so uh, it just makes everything uh, super, super streamlined and super efficient when you hit the field. And then, the, and then, of course, as you go through the different trades, as you're constructing or building, you keep up that backlog of work packages and thus you don't have any surprises that oh we don't have this flange or we don't have this rebar or or whatever oops how come that happened right you're way ahead of that by a by a few months preferably on on a more lengthy job bob there's two quick thoughts i have just listening to you and and thank you for that because i liked where you actually went from the the end to the beginning so that was good that was a great explanation Sounds like I remember my my coach in college would always tell us, you know, practice is where we take apart the game, and now we're gonna build it. We're gonna build it back together in in the actual game itself. And it sounds like that's kind of the same approach here. And the other thing too is I remember I was I was on a job site in in Arkansas with the Boilermakers, and we were there brand new um, brand new facility, coal fire power plant, and all of a sudden I see three guys come running. And and there's another guy screaming at him as they're running across the floor. And I just remember looking at and kind of thinking to myself, boy, you, either somebody really screwed up or, you know, or there's, a, there's an hurt. emergency. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I need to get out of the way. Yeah. And as I'm listening to you, it's because they didn't 
follow this process. They weren't ready. They weren't. And what ended up happening was the three guys were running to get um, equipment. And now, as, as soon as you said it, I heard, you know, there was either the foreman or, or whoever it was was screaming, you know, I told you, I told you, I told you. So, like, this whole idea of being much more efficient and productive, it, it's not just that day. It's had the impact. So I can imagine there's a ripple effect to this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, uh, be prepared, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, all, all, all those simple adages, but this is a, a process which helps you get prepared. Right. And also, you know, we can say, well, we're going to improve productivity and we're going to gain 5% on our labor costs because we're doing this Two two other points to that is, you know, even if you don't get any productivity, you're certainly mitigating risk. You know, we've talked about mitigating risk in a, the earlier episodes, and we will again, actually, in a little bit more detail in the future. But, um, and also, it really doesn't matter if it's time and material or reimbursable, or if it's lump sum, or if it's unit rate or whatever. There's nothing better than having better cost certainty and a real chance of improving whether you're the owner, the asset owner, or whether you're, you're the constructor or no matter who you are, what stakeholder you are, there's nothing better than having a successful project because you had all your ducks in a row. I mean, the, even the, if you're a supplier of, say you're a flange supplier, you know, studs, bolts, and gaskets and whatnot, you don't like getting calls at four in the afternoon saying, hey, we need this in an hour, right? Yeah. And that happens yeah. all the time, let's face it. So yeah. it'd be much better if, if they had everything they have well, you know, well in advance. Um, the downside to this, uh, just to be uh, transparent with y'all, is it takes an investment, right? You have to have a constructor during design. Someone's mm -hmm. got to pay that constructor. Um, ideally, some some companies have professional workface planners. They're usually seasoned general foreman level type um, people that do the work, and they'll probably have one uh, uh, youthful uh IT tech with them to, you know, just help them uh, enter data and things like that. My favorite approach is actually having the supervision and not, it doesn't take all the supervision, right? But someone that is knowledgeable about how to get tasks done and when to get tasks done and when, what they'll need, what the crews will need, uh, you know, and it, ideally those would be the ones building their plans that they will perform to uh, in the field later. Um, so on a year long job, you're probably talking about two to three months in the design office for one individual and probably three to four weeks of, uh, each trade, uh, say general foreman type level or, or whoever is going to look after that trade skill. So, so Bob, let me ask you this. You mentioned the investment in the design phase. Do you find clients and, and people in the industry are just overlooking that investment step or like how what does that look like well you have to put it into your estimates first of all right you well, get you have to plan on you having resources to put these packages together 15 years ago when this was first coming on um the clients i worked with would say oh man i you can't prove to me that your product the productivity is going to improve thus my cost is going to be lower you can't prove it to right. me um, so I don't know if I want to spend this extra 
pick a number, $50,000 or whatever to make this investment. How do I know I'll get that back? Mm -hmm. And you know what? They were right at that time. But now there's tons of data. Um, and the data tells you somewhere between 7 and 8% versus a job that does, do not work, does not do work phase planning uh, productivity gain. And you, you, that's all public knowledge. You can, you can find all that stuff Googling. And you'll see some sites that will claim over 10%, some that will claim 3 or 4%. But my average uh, experience, uh, and even Google searches, the average is around 7 or 8%. Hmm. So, so, so is that in uh, – I'm sorry, John, just real quick. Yeah. Is, that, is that 7 to 8% increase, is that in efficiency versus cost savings or both? Both. But mainly, mainly efficiencies or productivity. And then is is it the general contractor that's kind of steering the ship and keeping everyone organized, or is it because you talk yeah. about design? I didn't know yeah. the, the GC should drive the ship absolutely. Yeah. And ultimately, as the clients, you know, paying for this stuff, they should just be kept aware of of the progress and and uh, you know, in other words, building these work packages should built be built into the schedule as well, right? Anything mm -hmm. where there's resources being used should be in the schedule. So let me ask you this, Bob. If a GC is out there throughout the, 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 you know, the Commonwealth and is not following this process, and admittedly you just laid out five steps and in, in five best practices steps, which will be a part of our you – know, in, in the description and of, of, of the episode. But what is the first step for a GC to take to really embrace this approach? What's the first step that a GC should take to embrace the approach? That's, that's interesting. Recognize that they can do better. Uh, mm -hmm. Recognize that, yeah, we do go last second chasing down materials. Yeah, l last second, we don't have the right uh, uh, lanyard for tie-off or we don't have, you know, uh, you know, someone that wants, I guess the GC that wants says, yeah, you know what, we can do a better job in getting prepared for our work and, and them recognizing that instead of just being complacent with how they do things now, hmm. I would say, okay. sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings there, but no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we have a thick skin here at building PM yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily talking about you. Guys. I know, I know, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Yeah, um, but but I I think everyone you know uh, you know there's a lot of good contractors in our state and you know it, they they don't get good by not wanting to be better, right? Right. That's for sure. So it it's always always tends to be around the one week time frame. There's um, and the reason I ask is you know like I mentioned earlier about lean lean construction. It seems like they always have like a two week look ahead. So I didn't know. If yeah, three week three week look aheads I think is about the most popular. Right? Three years, okay. That's a very common thing, but is that really planning, or is it just trying to say, oh, instead of instead of discovering we're missing something one day ahead of time, we're going to discover it three three weeks ahead of time, instead of just making sure you have everything. And yeah. yes, you still need the three week look aheads. I'm not saying that, but they the three week look ahead then can be much more productive about hey, you know, two weeks from now you're going to be in my way, Mister uh, Pipe Fitter crew and i got to run this cable tray you know and you're going to be in my way and that, that's much more constructive discussion in those meetings instead of talking about studs bolts and gaskets and where are they you yeah know? for sure you know so is, is the lessons learned just kind of 
getting used to the system? Is there any? Oh, I, I think it, it goes fairly quickly. I don't yeah. think there's a big, uh, it, it's not rocket science. Uh, the learning curve is very minimal. Most people still do this by hand or, you know, just typing in a, a laptop or whatever you have. Or, um, But the, the over the last five or six years, the digitization of, of uh, this really streamlines things. And that'll save money on how many people you need working on this stuff, too. Yep, um, sure. And also, it'll prove out the results, right? Your estimate said that this 20 feet of pipe was going to take, I don't know, pick a number, 80 man hours to install, and you got it done in 64, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that will pro provide the project its own proof if this is successful or not. And that's the best way for uh, repeat clients and repeat work is just show them. Show them it works. <laughs> you got it, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds awesome. We're, I, I, I'm going to Google this. We're going to get some terms out there and Google Google the different terms here. And uh, Sure. If you have any questions, just give me a call. Okay. Or se send me an email or whatever you whatever helps you out. What's, what's your number here for the audience here? Toss the number out. 717-458-5767. Uh, Okay, and that's Bob Dresser from Strategic Executive Consulting. And uh, this was another episode of the Building PA Podcast, and we focused on workface planning. Awesome stuff, and uh, sounds like uh, we have some education to learn here in Pennsylvania. So the construction industry, let's get after it. Let's learn about workface. So. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, again. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.